Hi, ever wonder what it's like to work another profession or live in the underworld? Listen to Unsuspecting Riders give a 10 to 15 minute personal masterclass as I spontaneously interview them as they enter my taxi. I'm your host, Simon Rushton, and this is Taxi Chronicles. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another rider, another episode. Today we have the lovely Leanne in the house, in the car, and she's going to tell us all about her jewellery business and her exploits of travels around the world. And for us Caribbeans, she's part of us. She's from the Bahamas. A very beautiful lady. So lovely to have you here today, Leanne. Hi, thank you. <laughs> so tell us, Leanne, what kind of person were you when you were in school? When I was in school, school like yeah. um, not university. Well, not university. Yeah. Like starting from primary school, secondary school. Um, I think, um, I suppose I was always a little bit creative and very active person in school. Um, I liked, you know, I grew up in the Bahamas, so I really liked always kind of going out in the um, ocean and doing a lot of sports. So I suppose that was kind of what I was like. Um, I suppose you're not sure what you're like either as a, as a kid because you're kind of learning about yourself. Are you inquisitive? You're adventurous? You're yeah, adventurous. okay, I'm adventurous. I've always been adventurous. What kind of sports were you doing? Um, I used to sail and also swim and run okay, a lot. So yeah, sailing was good. Ooh, we, got, we got a fit girl in the house. <laughs> Yeah, I used to do um, triathlons and sorry, competitions. So sailing competitions, I used to do. Um, used to go to Texas and do like one a sailing competition or a few things on the island as well, but nothing big. I wasn't any, I wasn't good. I wasn't very good. It was just like something for fun, really. When you say Texas, are you referring like, to America? Yeah, so Austin. I did one trip. I would one sailing trip there. Well, that's a land. Isn't Texas land bound? I don't know much about America. Uh, Texas is in America, so. Yeah, I know. It, it, oh, it, no, it, you can have the river. It's got a river. Oh, it's got a river. Lake, ah. lake, sorry, Austin, uh, in Austin. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was fun, so I used to do that and some, um, some experience, some, um, yeah, other competitions at, in the Bahamas. You spoke about you've traveled quite a bit. Where, um, where yeah. are these countries you've traveled to? What I've, were you doing? I've traveled, my parents always were into traveling, so living on a small island, uh, sometimes, you know, you're, you know, it's not easy to always kind of, um, just kind of hop on a plane and go anywhere, so whenever we'd have, like, a a lot of weeks off of school, my mom is a teacher, we'd go away to kind of, like, uh, maybe skiing in, 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 um, Canada, or, we would go or little places like that and then um, when I went to I moved to England for university and then I also did a study abroad in Australia so and I've done um, gone all over the place Asia as well China been um, Dubai got some family there so lots of different places <laughs> what did you what do you what are the culture difference that you found was hard getting used to between all London um so moving to London I mean my mom always is my mom's British so she always took me to 
she's from Stoke, so she always took me to Stoke every summer as a kid. So I was used to England a little bit, but I thought I was used to it. But when I moved to London, it was a massive culture shock of living on a small island and moving to the big city. It took me probably about one year to fully adjust. It's just all the people, even like sorting out bus, the buses, learning the trains, learning just how to even read a city like properly in the Bahamas it's so small so it's really different um also how to dress for the cold that was different um I got sick like twice in three months that was so cold um did you come here in the winter it's just different isn't it um yes I came in the winter in September so well start of when almost it's a bit of a shock. yeah and um just like the shock of I think uni and taking care of yourself but also not having a car I used to just drive in the car everywhere in the Bahamas um and just kind of being having no no community around you I think in the Bahamas you have a strong community and everyone knows everyone we're here um, it's not really like that. You see one person and then you never see them again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you, don't, if you don't make your move then, it's all over for you. Yeah, um, exactly. You so. said you've been to Australia. Yeah. And so. um, the Far East. What were the cultures like there for you? Was um, it? Australia was an interesting experience. I found that um, people... I found that it was a little bit far the the time zone is complete is so so bad so bad that you barely can get a chance to speak to relatives at home so that was difficult to be so far from my family and friends and also not being so easy to speak to them but also um i found it hard like trying to fit in with like australians but then also these study abroad americans that were younger than me and i didn't feel like i fit in properly there australians are quite um i found them found a lot of Australians I met, I'm not talking, this is a generalization, I'm not talking for all Australians, but some people there are a little bit more clicky and not as um, open to maybe other culture, other, other um, cultures. cultures maybe, I found that person personally, but I, I can't, as I said, I can't talk to everyone, but that was my own experience. You wouldn't be the first person I've heard say that. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> well, I've, yeah, same, so yeah. I guess it's true, I mean, I find that they're kind of, like in Australia, you've got everything, right, you've got the, you've got the ocean, you've got the desert, you've got the mountains, you've got everything, so I think they're really confident about themselves, and maybe, maybe, maybe they don't, not too bothered about other kind of worlds but that's fine I mean it's just maybe I didn't fit in so yeah that's why I left Were you there long? eight months oh. I was ready to go <laughs> and how did you find the Far East? um yeah so um yeah Middle East so Dubai I love Dubai I love I love um Asia I think is really interesting depends where you go Beijing was crazy 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 city I had a friend who lived there so I only visited for a week but you can't get around anywhere unless you speak a bit of Chinese so make sure you have a translator if you go um you get those apps now yeah yeah get an app because it's really hard my friend spoke a bit of Chinese so it was easier but if if she didn't I don't know how I would have done it um (laughs) how long ago was this when you went China this was in about 2016 or 17 okay and um yeah it was a very interesting experience um it was really 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 interesting um and we went to Mongolia together with my friend for a night trip and then we stayed in these little yurts like in the random random desert it was really random to go to Mongolia did you see them wrestling no I didn't it was a bit that yeah it was a very very foreign experience if that makes sense um, but I love Dubai. Dubai is fun, great city. Well, um, desert's great. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. All these I like Asia. It really depends where you go um, in Asia as, as well. Some places are more interesting than others, you know. So moving along, you're into jewelry now. Yes, I am. So tell us about your love for jewelry. Why you got into it? <laughs> Um, so jewelry, yeah, I mean, so when I was younger, I always had a, um, a, um, a, uh, so it's like these little piece of eight coins that I inherited from my father and I always was obsessed with them and, 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 and it's kind of a, basically these coins that, that, um, were found near, basically found in the Bahamas from a, from a ship that sunk like in 1522 and anyway they sell them in the Bahamas ages ago so I got one from my from my father and um, I always kind of started my obsession with jewelry then basically um, I always liked jewelry I wasn't completely always thinking about it all the time though and then I, I went to uni just did a basic events or business degree because I didn't know what I wanted to do did an advertising job didn't pass preparation because it was just so it just wasn't for me. I didn't really feel like I got proper training either or a proper chance and it was just really crappy. So obviously your confidence is a bit, um, you know, lowered when you don't pass your probation. So I didn't really want to go back to interviewing about really shit. So I, I um, basically went, I went um, and uh, so, I, so I decided that I like, I always like jewelry and I just took a risk and did this um, British Academy of Jewelry course for a year that um, wasn't too expensive, around £2,000. Uh, worked at a pub on the side, it was a part-time course, kind of tried to, you know, do what I could. Um, then my obsession grew with jewelry, I mean it was amazing, I was making jewelry every week, I was there three, four days a week, it was just incredible, I absolutely loved it. All my, everyone was loving my Instagrams, like all my, the jewelry I was making, people in the Bahamas were absolutely loving it, it gave me so much confidence. Year course finished, started working for a jeweler in Hatton Garden, great experience, and then after a year I moved on to, to a different company. Um, and on the side of all that, I've just been working my on my own jewelry, and I also design engagement rings for a company. But it just, um, yeah, really, I, I just love the, I love the, I love, I love making jewelry. But now I design it because you can't really make it and run a business at the same time. It takes too much of your time. So I design the jewelry um, for my own business called LeBlanc Jewelry. And um, so is that again? Called the Blanc Jewelry. Do you want to spell that for them, please? L E B L A N C. Okay. Um, and the Insta, yeah, it's LeBlanc Jewelry. I'll say the Instagram. One moment. So, uh, so it's LeBlancJewelry.com. Yeah, LeBlancJewelry.com, and it's my Instagram is LeBlanc.Jewelry. Um, and yeah, so we we kind of took our ins, you know, I've always been inspired by oceanic um, forms and and. Um, grow up from you know color and from growing up in the Bahamas so the kind of inspiration comes from there and we're um, getting into things like called lab something called lab grown gemstones and right now we're currently rebranding so it's been a journey of a few years but um yeah it's going forward and it's really exciting I mean I wake up currently I'm starting to wake up at 6 a.m. every morning to work on my my own business and then I go to work and I, I finish at 7 it. And then I finish at seven at work, and then I wake up again and work on it to try because I really wanted to become successful. <laughs> that means you love, you're doing what you love, and if you do what you love, that and you get paid for it, that's true success. Yeah. Well, hopefully I can get paid for it full time one day. Um, yeah. That's the dream, right? 
you know, I like working for someone else and I love my job, but the dream would be to work on my own jewelry full time. And I think that's the thing is you've got to put a lot of time into it if you really want it to work. So, yeah. and you got to be smart about it. You got to really know, you got to have a good product, know what you're doing and just kind of be consistent and learn from your mistakes. You got to like, I think you have to really um, kind of make sure you, if doesn't something doesn't work, change it. Something doesn't work, change it, you know? <laughs> so what is it? So I was going to say, what does the future hold for you? But that, I think you've answered that yeah, question. Sorry. The last, <laughs> no, the last question. It's been a great, quick interview. Well, hope, hope the future holds that yeah, for me. <laughs> is, what's the impact you want to have on the world? What is the impact? Um, I think I want to bring people joy and confidence through through jewelry. I think that's exciting. I want to change some parts of the jewelry industry by offering more sustainable, um, you know, uh, gemstones. I want to, I want to allow women to feel like they can buy jewelry for themselves that will last forever. That won't break the bank. Like I really want to make, you know, people, men and women who buy jewelry a little bit, not feel like they, you know, have something that they can treasure for the rest of their lives and pass on to generations without, without breaking the bank over it. And this is what you know, lab-grown gemstones do for us, so we're, we are doing that um, at the moment. Um, yeah, and uh, otherwise, change the world, I don't know, I mean, I think it's something we just hope to impact on the people every day a little bit. <laughs> well, thanks thank a lot you. for that, much appreciated, and we wish you well. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we hope you liked that interview. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to get the latest daily episode. Ever considered investing in a continent with the fastest growing economy and population on Earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources? Then listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you will hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am.